is the debt ceiling passed or not? I guess we'll have to wait until 8.30 tonight for that outcome. If there's a good earnings report out there and the stock's trading higher, will you let us know? From what we're seeing, there aren't any. Several reversals at big tech yesterday. Is it a sign of a top or just a buy-the-dip opportunity? We got a lot to cover here on this Wicked Wednesday. This is pre-market prep. Let's get it started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's take a look at the big board. S&P's down 17 and a quarter, 41.9775. Posted a new closing high for the move yesterday, but couldn't hold it during the pre-market session. Dollar, that's up 29 cents. That's not helping things. New high, the move, 104.36. Bonds up three quarters of a point, 128 and 830 seconds. Crude, there's some problems there in crude land. Even Warren can't help things out. Uh, down 205, 67.42. Gold and silver in harmony today, up a little bit. Gold up a buck 40, 1978 and a half. Silver up 16.6 cents at 23.40. Bitcoin gained a grand yesterday, giving back 845 so far today, 27,225. Let's bring on Triple D. Uh I guess the Oh, wait a second. The was the stark reversal in the chip stocks yesterday that that call for the end of the Fair. Triple D tick. No, AI? but maybe today because I'm just looking at a stock <laughs> like AI gaining 10 bucks yesterday closing at the highs. So I'm going to officially use AI as my gauge. And, you know, yes, NVIDIA did come off the highs. Yes, AVGO. And did you see the move in AVGO? Did you yeah, see I this? Did. I did. I it did. went up another 100 points in the first 10 minutes. And then it gave it all back. The entire thing. <laughs> so we, we do. I do think we did get outside capitulation in a lot of these stocks yesterday. So I do think the top is in an AVGO. Oh. I do think you're going to see some of these other stocks. NVIDIA didn't close red, but did reverse off the highs. AMD did close red reversing off the high so it did kind of feel like i could have did the haircut it kind of felt like it but then you had a few stocks still ai you know making new highs so not completely dead i mean today even you've got a lot of these you know microsoft is green google is green come on i mean this is uh interesting you know that you know amazon's green here too so you know what the story kind of continues here. The story is kind of still the same, even though we've got a few major pullbacks and some of the great crazy stocks. And yes, Micron's down significantly, and we've got a few other you know major chips down significantly with Nvidia and AMD again. But it still kind of feels like it may not be totally over, at least for at least for AI. The at market least, completely yeah. other story though. It was been over for a long time. I mean, we're breaking down to new lows on a lot of stocks. <laughs> 
IWM. I mean, that thing IWM never sniffed last no. week's high. But uh, and we can go into more details on some of these stocks. But I, I you know, I like days like yesterday because like <laughs> now you got a reference point, right? True. I mean, yeah, you've got to. I mean, now you got to you at least got to be thinking that a temporary high or short term high has been put in an NVIDIA, right? And there's simple technicals that you can use to, you know, determine that. Uh, the first thing for me today, and I'll be watching, I'm going to see how it traded in the uh, after hours and pre market. Can it get back over 400, 401.11, right? That was a closing high. That was the all time closing high. Now you're down seven bucks. And people are thinking, oh, I should have sold in the 400s yesterday. Why didn't I sell uh, in the 400s? But uh, Mitch, there's some earnings reports out there. And what I'm seeing, I'm seeing down 8%, 20%, 28%. Why don't we talk about the worst auto parts star store? I guess we could start there if you wanted because... Man, don't don't tell people there's a bull market if you own AAP. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna have to start changing this name. They they no longer should be called Advanced Auto Parts. Uh, we got to do something with that. Declining so chat, auto parts. chat, you guys, let Declining me know. What do you guys parts. think? I'll kick it to you guys out there. Normally, I have one ready for you guys. I wanted to hear what you guys think. What should the new name be for Advanced Auto Parts? Let's talk about their earnings. Q1 EPS here comes in at seventy two cents. Missing the $2.57 oh estimate. Sales at $3.42 billion. Misses the $3.43 billion estimate. So it looks like they also trimmed fiscal year 23 revenue outlook. So not looking good here in advance auto parts. And it just seems like it's really the, the forgotten one in this space. So I definitely would leave it to the sideline. There's just, you know like NVIDIA best of breed. And we've talked about advanced auto parts as worst of breed for a long time because you have the other two, AutoZone, which, you know, if we go back to a month ago, was trying to make new highs. O'Reilly, not far from all-time highs here. I mean, it's down today on the AAP. Both of them are going to be down significantly on the AAP numbers. But holy mackerel, the opposite story has been true for advanced auto parts for a long time. Just continues to go down and disappoint. We're now getting down to 2020 lows. We're getting down to 2017 lows. I mean, completely opposite story. And that same time, O'Reilly has went from 200 to 900. AutoZone has went from 500 to 2,500. So you're talking about stocks that are up 400% in the same time period that advanced auto parts has gone nowhere. So definitely worst of breed. I don't know why this stock and company continues to underperform, but it's never a great idea to buy worst of breed. Uh, how about advanced auto part? Because maybe they, <laughs> they maybe they sell a part a day, trading near the lows of the pre-market. Need to change session. to AIAP. Yeah, uh, yeah. low at eighty bucks, and that's just because eighty bucks is a round number. Eighty-one ninety-four was a monthly low back in April of twenty. Your COVID low, huh? Seventy-one thirty-three. I don't think you're going to see that today. I'm not shortening this in the hole down, you know, 31 bucks. It's, uh, you know, a steep decline. But uh, if you're if you're trying to pick a bottom here, just remember 80 bucks was the uh, the uh, pre-market low. And then, 
you know, if you're looking for more under 80, you know, see if they'll hit your bid at 79. See if you'll hit the bid at 78. If they're not hitting your bids, then you might have to start lifting offers. But man, or you I might have we... just not trade the stock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, trying to call a bottom in something like this is when a stock has just been in this vicious downtrend for two years and gone nowhere for this many years. Yeah, there's some support at 78. 2020 low, 71. I mean, so you do have some support in here. If you were short, do you bring it in on this? Maybe. But you got retail in trouble. The overall sector has not been doing well at all. And then you've got the worst of breed. Now, again, auto parts, maybe something different. We know O'Reilly. But if you just throw retail stocks all together, they haven't been good. And this stock has not been a good auto parts supplier, at least the comp- at least the stock. So I just think why be a hero and say, yeah, this is it. I'm going to be buying the dip. Remember we talked about this last week. The dips you're looking for are, are, are the chip stocks or the technology stocks or the AI plays. Those are the dips to be buying. Buying the dip and Footlocker did not work. Oh, buying the dip and advanced auto parts might work, but, you know, and it is down a lot, but, you know, and I'm not going to try to be a hero and say, yeah, this is the turnaround story. Because we've we've seen how that has worked with you know uh, Foot Locker and some of these other retailers. I mean, my Coles going back to that one here, Joel. Where is that? I mean, I, I sold it just you know saying this stock. You know, I was wrong. It's given me an out. It was up twelve percent on you know earning, not not you know growth in sales and the company doing great. Just cost cutting measures, desperation more than anything. And yeah, I, you know, there you are. It's right back down to the lows. So four days later. So retail is just a sell on reps. All these yeah, I did see on Amazon struggling for Kohl's. I, I want to mention, of course, it seems like uh, they're going after Kohl's also, just like they're going after Target. We don't have to get into oh that gosh, conversation. Um, can though. I want to have the conversation. But with Target. I, I mean, if you want to, that's you know, bring it up. Up to you guys. But I'll tell you right now, I've also seen mentions that they're going after Kohl's for very similar products. Um, so just to kind of mention that, Dennis, you might have. Made a good move in getting out of your investment, at least for the time being. Um, Target's still going down right now. We've seen Holy. what happened to Bud. We've seen what now it seems like happening to Coles. I've even seen it in certain medias uh, starting to mention it. So what do you guys think about the situation? I just think Target, I don't know if this is you know the whole trans thing, which you know we have to watch what we even say because everybody's very sensitive to this conversation. Obviously, Budweiser, we know, you know a lot of the fallen sales of Bud Light obviously has to do with the commercial target was being cautious with how they were, you know, doing some of these display stands, I guess. I don't know. I think there's a bigger story here. I, I think target is just, you know, a retailer and retail is having struggles here right now. Walmart is still, you know, your defensive retailer target. You could see it as that, but you know, technicals don't lie here. The defensive nature of target is out the window here right now. You're breaking down to 52 week low here on target. You're getting down to 2020 pricing here. This chart just does not look good. I'd be selling Target on rallies. It doesn't look good. Um, <clears throat> if it can maybe come back to support around the 140s, maybe it can come back. But for right now, I see next levels around the 130s and 124s. We'll see if Target keeps coming down. And at the end of the day, it hasn't looked good in retail overall in this month. No. All right. Let's uh, go there's ahead. so many sectors here. So I don't know if you can get the tweet. There's a bigger conversation here, Mitch. Um, can you get the tweet yeah. that I showed out? Um, I, I tweeted out, it was a chart with, with 12 different sectors there. 
Um, I might be able to get it. Um, he'll look at my Twitter feed. Mitch is really okay. fast. He'll grab my Twitter feed, and it was like one of my. I didn't hardly tweet yesterday, so it was one of my only tweets. So you could probably grab it pretty fast. But if you can show these charts, it kind of tells the story here. I mean, we for a long time we obviously were saying it was five or six stocks leading the charge here, and that's still the case. But all the other tech stocks, a lot of them have been picking up the slack. You know, you've seen like Micron, you know, blasting off. Obviously, not today. Um, a lot of other, you know, stocks in the tech sector picking it up here. But this is the tail of the overall market. And, you know, this was a great tweet. Can we say who is by here, Mitch? Because yeah, uh, exactly. David, yeah. David Settle. So, yeah. And, and a fantastic and, and what? CMT? tweet, David Settle. CMTs. Look at these CMTs. No. <laughs> so the CMT, David Settle, tweeting yeah. this out. Thank you, David. We're just looking at the different sectors here. And if you look at the top, you see, well, he's got SPY which we know has been doing pretty good, but that's because it's heavily weighted those five names. XLK, technology. XLY, consumer discretionary. We're like, well, that's not tech. We're looking under the hood. Yes, Let's it go is. look at what is in XLY. And I'll tell you the two top components in XLY are one, Amazon, which we're going to get the percentages for you right now. Grabbing yeah, it for insane. you right now. Amazon is 26% and Tesla is 16%. That so is XLY weird. is literally 40 2.3% Amazon and Tesla. So that's why that is holding up. And then XLC, well, you know who's in XLC and it's Meta and it's the main component in XLC. And I think Meta is 26%. Okay, so so here you go. XLC's top three holdings, actually top four, Meta, the, which is 26%. The two Googles, which is 26%, so 52 And then Netflix is five at 57 So that's why XLC, three stocks leading the charge there too. Then you look at the other story in all the other sectors. Financials are a disaster. Six, XLI, which obviously a lot of cyclicals in there, not doing good. Looking, you know, like that downtrend persists. XLB, materials, not looking good at all. Um, if we go into oil, I mean, oil is just an oh. epic disaster here right now, which is XLE, what you're looking at it here. XLB is healthcare. That has now rolled over. XLP, consumer staples, which without, you know, like you know, those are your Cokes and your Pepsis and your defense of nature. Sometimes that going down is okay if other things are picking up the slack. REITs are a disaster. XLRE, that's a mess. And the utilities, XLU. So again, what are you being led by? You're really being led. People will tell you it's not five stocks, but five stocks is the majority of the gains. So there's so many other stocks. Yes, there are another 150 stocks that are going up, but there's 250 stocks in the S&P that are down on the year. More than than half of it. Doesn't make any sense. So it is the tale of two markets. Don't let them tell you otherwise. And, you know, maybe in Japan's doing okay and we got Europe. But you know what? I'm in the U.S. markets. I'm talking the U.S. markets. That's what we majority trade are the U.S. markets. The U.S. markets is the tale of two markets. You have technology and you have everything else. Tech has been an unbelievable bull market. Everything else, which really encompasses the IWM, has been in a bear market here, folks. So if you're looking at your account wondering why it's not going up, if you're not loaded up with tech, even if you're diversified and you're like 20% tech, your account's probably not doing that. You got to be in the right tech. You got to be in the right tech. Yeah, yeah. Because Kathy's not doing great. Nope. Nope. I mean, we keep waiting we keep... for her to go. It yep. looks like it's going to go yesterday and it pulls back again. So yeah. definitely the tale of two markets. Selective tech. I mean, and we can go right now to a couple earnings reports uh, from uh, the Hewitt Packard and 
one of them, I don't know which unit it was, they even threw the AI buzz in there and they didn't get a pop. Mitch, which one do you want to do first? Let's go to HP. HP Q2 adjusted EPS here comes in at 80 cents, beats the 76 cent estimate. Sales at 12.91 billion, missed the 13.7 billion estimate. They do see Q3 adjusted EPS at 81 cents to 91 cents versus an 85 cent estimate. Full year 23 adjusted EPS at $3.30 to $3.50 on the high end versus a $3.34 estimate. I mean, this is a disaster report here too. Um, again, they can talk AI all they want. Nobody is going to view HPQ as an AI play, at least not right now. <laughs> so they can say and they can be, you know, to talk about it. But I mean... Is this PC? You know, they're talking about lowering sales. It's not a disaster. It wasn't a disaster report, but it wasn't great by any means. So, I mean, if you're looking and comparing it to other technology companies here, I mean, this HPQ is just not really an AI company. They they talked, the CEO was on CNBC and he was talking up AI because they all yeah, want to drop the good. buzzwords AI as much as they possibly can. But the market knows this isn't really an AI play. Not direct. Not like in NVIDIA. Not like, you know, where they're viewing Microsoft here now, even though Microsoft has a lot of other businesses that may not be just, you know, benefit as much from AI as we think. I mean, it's just not in that category here right now. And if it's not in that category, they don't want it. So am I buying the dip on Hilo Packard? Mm, I don't know. I'd rather almost buy the dip on a stock like Micron here today, which is down significantly too, which we can get to, uh, rather than an HPQ. 2850 area has a little bit of interest to me. You're still not there. You got a, someone nibbling at 29 down two bucks, maybe trying to lock in some gains from some put sales. But uh, I'm looking at uh, this <clears throat> this gap area, 2834 to 2854. I'd have to, I mean, if we continue down towards that area, I'd look at that as pretty good support. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it has a gas to get there. We'll see what happens in the regular session. Long way to go to fill the gap and you know who's stuck on this one who's stuck long in the 40s and i remember you know high 30s yeah 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 he i don't know if he bought more earlier on either but he definitely did not buy this one great it's not a huge position for him i don't think no um it's not like oxy where he's like (laughs) buys oxy which we could talk about too he's bought oxy again i mean it's funny you got this market that's rip roaring up and the only stock that Warren Buffett really seems to buy is Oxy. I yeah, mean, but I yeah, think he, he did a few things. What did he do on the last 13F filing there, Mitch? He bought a couple things, but not a couple much. Of things. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't take a monster position or anything like that. Yeah. Um, this is his biggest position right now, as of late. Right? Um, he came in, added another 4.6 million shares of Oxy for another whopping you know 222 million dollars um he's raising his stakes to 24.9 and this is where i've said it i think warren has it wrong now i know that everyone's gonna kill me warren doesn't lose but i think i've been calling it i've been seeing that oil's been going down and if we cut into the 50s and the way that this things are looking area. right now, this is a big area, big area, man. And, and I think I think we got to continue watching this because uh, it's not looking good all around. And even Exxon Mobil, uh, XLE, they're all looking like they're just breaking down. They we are. did get the OPEC save last time when they yeah. cut production. Will they cut production again? Some people are saying that they won't do it this time. 
And I think that's what you need to keep an eye out for in the oil game. Even when they say they do, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Again, here, it's the tale of two markets. And we've, you know, what the market is really looking like it's pricing in is a recession. This is what the overall market looks like. It looks like it's pricing a significant slowdown in the second half. You know, and props to to, to Mr. Lackey here on the show because he called this three, four Long months time ago. The first half was going to be pretty good, and he thought the second half was going to slow down. I mean, if you're looking at the overall market, that's what it looks like. Take out AI and take out the tech stocks, and people say, we well, can't do that because it's part of the market. Well, there's another story being told here. Maybe we're not going to get a slowdown in those companies like Microsoft because of AI. So there's two, the tale of two markets. Maybe AI keeps Microsoft and Apple and those companies from, you know, feeling the recession that looks like it's imminently coming when we look at oil and we look at those sectors that we just talked about because all those other stocks and the IWM is just an epic disaster. The banks just cannot seem to get anything going here. I mean, we can talk as much. These were the things that the banks were the things that gave us the trouble before. And now they just aren't participating in the recent rally here at all. Not here at all. Again. Not so who wants to is, buy banks? There, what's that? <laughs> who wants to buy banks? You got to buy tech, Exactly. Man. They're not AI plays. I mean, this market is on AI. <laughs> and if you don't have any connection to AI or they can't see a direct connection to AI, they're selling it. I mean, Disney. You know, Disney is, continues to make new 52-week lows. You know, I sold it right before the report because I was nervous. Parks are going on, you know. But you look at this and you think, wow, 87 bucks. When the hell was Disney? $87, 2016. We're six years of gains. They screwed up Disney Plus. Don't have enough content there. Parks are doing wildfire on all cylinders. But if you get a slowdown in the second half and the park revenue starts to go down, that's what you really won't like. And that's what I'm nervous about. And that's why I sold my Disney. The major reason was I was like, well, the parks are flying all cylinders and the stock's not going up. What happens when the parks start to slow down? Well, I think you're starting to see it. So I de- definitely I remember. have a potential to go into recession second half. And maybe Apple and Microsoft aren't going to go down anyways. So I, I like I've been saying before, maybe tech wins in both environments. Maybe tech wins in a recession. And maybe tech wins if we don't go into a recession. Well, I remember when you sold that Disney and uh, it was in, you, I think you sold it like around on the close the day before earnings. I didn't want to take it through earnings. It, yeah. And it was like 110, 111. And then it, that day. Oh, that was even, two earnings reports ago. Yeah. At 118, it yeah. hit, uh, what it, I remember, and I I think it even traded 120, like in the pre-market. Yeah. And you were like, oh man, I don't know about this. And then it gave it all back. I went then. back in. So yeah. I bought it. From like the 98-ish I bought. I didn't get the 90. Some people got the 90. That was good. And then I took it up to like the 110, 111. And it was good. It was a good move. You know, a lot of people gave me heeks went down to 90. And they're like, all right, Disney sucks. So it came back. You know, I've, I've had that Disney, you know, swing trade on three times. I made money on it every time. So my Somehow. timing actually was excellent, even though the yep. stock hasn't been that great. Um, the last time I it pulled back in the 90s, I bought it again. And then it was up above it. And I got nervous into the report. I just didn't want to hold it into the report. I was worried that they might talk about a slowdown with the parks. And we talked yeah. about the stuff, you know, like but, not, you know, it's firing on all cylinders right now. But, you know, was it as good as it gets? Maybe it was. And if the parks revenue does slow down the second half, holy, you could see a case scenario where Disney could get down to like 75 or even 70. I will be buying it at a certain point in time. Disney is on my shopping list. But maybe it's in that second half after recession hits that gives you this like 10-year opportunity to buy one of the best brands out there. All right, I want to put a bow on Disney. One thing that I would say, I would, I would actually go against that idea right now because just look at the chat. 
The chat is telling me everything. I don't want Disney at all. To me, this is also like a Target and Bud story. I would stay away from Disney. But uh, I, one thing and, that I think is more important, Dennis, more important than just Mitch, Disney. I, I just yeah. want to be clear. I just said the stock could go to 70. So I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. I said anything I'm not bullish. saying you're that saying you're buying against it. me. I, I thought you were going to give a bullish scenario. No, no. I just gave term, a bearish scenario. Long term. You say long term, you would like Disney down I, there I, at a discount. Not, right? I, I think you're going to get a better chance. Yeah, yeah. I and, think and, buying Disney at long term, even if you're at 87, I think 10 years from now, I think you'll make money. I think you're going to get a better shot in the second half, though. I think you could get a shot at 70 or 75 on this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not long Disney, full disclosure, because I have people tweeting at me all the time, how's your Disney doing? I am not long <laughs> Disney. As traders, we change our opinions. Whoa, 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 oh my goodness. You can't, you can't change your opinion. You're not allowed on Twitter because if you tweeted one thing bullish two years ago, they're going to hold you to that two years later, especially your haters because they'll go and dig up your tweet from two years ago. They'll ignore if you tweeted something bearish about it a year ago, but they won't ignore the two years ago. So what I'm trying to clearly say here today is I am not bullish Disney today. I am not long it. I am not bullish it. I think it could go lower. And we were talking about Hewlett Packard, right? Let's go get the second HP earnings. We did, uh, we did one. Now let's do HPE. Did you do that one too? Um, we we can talk about that one. I think. I, I just want to say I don't know about the report. I'm just looking. This one street uh, sold it off yesterday. This fourteen dollar area is an area of interest to me because there was a low before the big run up. So I'm looking at fourteen. I really don't care uh, what the numbers are. All right. Well, I think the more important thing that I wanted to state here, not towards Disney, is that what are we seeing here? Are we seeing a slight rotation from last year's winners into this year's winners? Right. And I think that that's another thing that we could be seeing here is a lot of people still held energy thinking that we were going to get another run in energy. I think this could be slowly uh, people taking those gains that they had in energy, especially also you're seeing it in the defensives. Right. They were hiding in there. They were hiding in the healthcare names. They were hiding in the industrial names. And they're just slowly piecing out of that to work even further into tech. That's what I think I see happening here. What do you guys see? Joel, go. I'm fighting. I don't know. I'm, are you, are you guys are, you, you guys got me like so confused. I, I don't know. I'm With never what? confused. No, I mean, we're... I don't know. Let's just go to the earnings reports. <laughs> We're all flustered. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, all, all I was saying, no, all I was saying is that I'm not bullish Disney. I mean, I, what, what drives me nuts. And I wanted to say it again here. We want to teach something here is again, I'm going to say for the second time on the show as a trader, you are allowed to change your mind as you get more information in, as you get more information, new stuff happens. Look, you can change your thesis and sell the stock. That is what I did on Disney because everybody's saying, but you were bullish, but you were bullish. Mitch still thinks I'm bullish, even though I just gave a bearish rant. So I'm trying to tell you today, I am bearish Disney today. Six months from now, I'm, it's on my shopping list. Just because something's on your shopping list doesn't mean you're bullish the stock. It means you're watching it. You're, you're waiting for that opportunity when the thesis might change. I think we get a slowdown in the second half. I think the park's revenue slows down. And I think that hurts Disney's share price, which is why I'm holding off on buying Disney stock. And you know what? 
We're on the pre-market prep show. We all get a chance to talk. Mitch is going to get a chance to talk to you. I was correcting him because he was saying that I was taking the other side, he said, and he was basically implying that I was bullish. I'm trying to clearly say, because sometimes I'm not clear, maybe I wasn't clear. I am bearish Disney today. Sorry. All right, let's move on to Amberella. Q1 EPS at a loss of 15 cents beats the loss of 21 cent estimate. Sales of 62.14 million beat the 62.01 million estimate. Amberella sees Q2 revenue at 60 million to 64 million on the high end versus a 67.17 million estimate. Of course, we know Amberella used to be kind of really kind of tied with GoPro, but ever since then, they've been trying to slowly get away from that. This is one chip maker in the long run that maybe could create something with AI, but I don't see anything right now. Horrible. I mean, big street leading the wrong way. You get up in the 80 handle and now you're right back down $15. I don't know if, if not trying along or I'm not short, but if I didn't have a position and I was looking to do something, I see support at 65. I have no opinion about the company or GoPro or anything. 65 looks like support to me. And I don't know if you'll ever get back and fill the top of the, the gap from the bottom of yesterday's range at 79. It's tough stock, too. I mean, you've got some technology, but when they start going down, dips are like 4 5 6%. When they start going down 18%, it catches too many people. It catches too many bag holders. You're catching everyone. So it's one thing. Everyone in this good, one. But now all of a sudden, everybody becomes a bag holder. So the magnitude of the drop matters. And sometimes when some things are down more, people think, I want to buy it more. But when the magnitude of the drop is in 4 or 5%, it's not a dip anymore. It's a, basically a crash for that stock. And this basically just crashed on its earnings report, 19%. Remember, the crash of 87 was 27 You got AAP and Amberella that just hadn't crashes on their own stocks. That catches everyone. Really? So they're harder to bounce back when they have a magnitude of a drop that big because there isn't just a few people that are like, oh, this is my opportunity. It's like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong here? So you see a 4 or 5% dip. Sometimes those are pretty good opportunities. Like AMD was dipping 4% on the earnings, had a story ahead of it. This is just all of a sudden complete opposite. Now, it is technology, so that does make it somewhat attractive to buy on a dip, but I think there's better technology stocks to buy on dips here. I mean, street leaning super the wrong way into this report. I mean... They were buying it ahead of it. They buying it, buying it hand over fist, and now and now I agree with you, down, back down, and haven't looked at GoPro in a while, but that's just hanging out. It's still around, uh, down four cents, but uh, yeah, Amberilla... Had it, had it stay in the sun, but uh, we'll see what happens at 65. Potential support at 65. All right, let's move forward. Let's get to American Airlines coming out with a little bit of some pre-announcement coming in here and having a little bit of a takeoff here as they see Q2 adjusted EPS at $1.45 to $1.65, up from the prior range of $1.20 to $1.40. They also see Q2 of 23 revenue per available seat mile to be down about one to three percent year over year so it seems like they're not getting as much per available seat but still able to push that eps higher oh tough um 
part of me, like I said, wants to buy the airlines, and part of me sees that bullshit. So, are you still on your airlines, Mitch? You had a good buy on UAL. Are you still on? I sold them all. I took all the profits. Um, it just seemed to me like they just weren't getting the lift that I was looking for. I was worried a lo- about a little bit of pullback after the news that came out on American just a couple of days ago. So, I I had like four six percent winners. I was like, you know what? I'll just take it. What's your average holding period? Like everybody, you know, as, as mm-hmm. you know, just t- curious more on. You know, yeah, obviously, not everybody watches your show. What is it? Usually, days, like usually, yeah, like two to three days. Like three a lot days. of the majority of my swing trades are two to three days. Like a long one is like let's say one to two weeks. So okay. a long one would be like a week, and a lot of the times that's what just letting the position work, right, and just putting like yeah. a stop, and then just letting the winners try to expand. But How it's much been do you hard give it room those. when you're like going in these trades? You've been trading pretty well. How mm-hmm. much room do you get? I'm just picking your brain here a little mm-hmm. bit. It's about one to two percent on on the yeah. losses, right? It just depends on how big the position is, but one to two percent. And then I'm always looking for that. Right now, the sweet spot has been around the four to six percent. Um, not getting too many ten percent winners, right? Let's just be honest. It's been in this tough market. to find those. And if you have them. A lot of times I book them, right? Um, yeah. So anything over that 6% has been a real sweet spot to just take the money and run. But that's the way I've this, been going about it lately. This went to a great, I mean, if you're if you're trading this today, you got a, got a great area to keep an eye on. And uh, 15 mm-hmm. bucks. I mean, look at the last, uh, going back, was it last week and the week before? Three highs between 15.01 and uh, 15.09. You just kissed it in the pre-market, getting up to 1501. So you got a you got it seller been stacked there since the middle of March. You're trading up 33 30 cents. Looks like your bid on this area. The only thing I would caution about is if you get this 15 bid off the open, they scoop up all the sellers. You go like the 1510, 1515, boom, boom. Then you come back down to that $15 level. So uh, go on, go into where it should. Let's see if we can catch a bid. Let's see it's how the other airlines are doing. Uh, Delta Airlines getting a little pop off this. This is getting into an open area. Uh, UAL, that's getting a nice pop. That's always a bigger mover. That's getting into uh, uh, an area. Love, which gets no love. That's trading up 32 cents. I mean, this is just... You know, and, and Dennis, you talk about, you know, different sectors and different yeah. parts. I mean, you know, you couldn't, beside, you know, these stocks look okay. Love doesn't look that great. But, you know, if you think the consumer's totally dead, well, it still looks like they're flying. And, you know, some of these hotels, um, well, Marriott doesn't, although that's Macy's. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the housing sector, you know, there's just these little things that give you a little bit of hope. And then there's tech. And then there's the rest of the market, but uh, I think the consumer is not dead. I think the consumer is going to slow down, though. So again, it's about prediction. I think that's been a pretty good quarter. Disney had awesome numbers, but I think the stock action is telling you that, and maybe the stock market is right in this case that there's a slowdown coming in the second half. So if there's a slowdown coming in the second half, I'd be cautious on the airlines too. Maybe they got the Disney uh-huh. scenario where they're kind of as good as it gets right now, and they're super uber bullish. On their you know projections and they're super cheap i mean the one thing that attracts me to the airlines is valuation i'm a value guy and i mean the valuations look very attractive on the airlines but if they're in this scenario where we're at peak earnings here right now because everybody was still doing stuff we get to slow down the second half then you know we know what happens that e starts dropping that p starts going up so 
I think I'm just cautious on anything that's very cyclical like that. And airlines are cyclical. One that I still have, uh, just to answer Dennis, that I've had now for over two weeks is NCLH. So I'm still betting on the cruise lines there. They don't look too bad. Um, NC, NCLH have it from 1361. So trying to see if that can get through the 15, 15s. man. You got to get yeah. that thing. It's, and it's up. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, it's up. Uh, who's that? And that one guy's pretty good. That one analyst is, um, I think it's from UBS. He's been, uh, he's been pretty good with that one. And then, I mean, we might as well touch, you know, CCL. I mean, look at that. Nine I took to the gains on this 11, one. 1150 RCL. I mean. RCL has been flying, really. Yeah, yeah that's why that's really why it's well. keeping me in it too. RCL can stay strong. Relationships. Yeah, you got to just keep riding the relationship, see if it can go higher. If I can see RCL get through 85, 90, yeah. oh yeah, why not NCLH start making its way to 15, 16. All right, let's keep going. Let's get to let's go to checking out some earnings after the close today. There's a lot that's going to be coming out and I think there's some that we definitely want to keep an eye on. I think the two major ones would be CRM and CrowdStrike, um, but we also got Okta, AI, uh, Nordstrom. So let's get through some of these. Let's start taking a look. Salesforce, what do you guys think? Um, Joel silent here, so I'll just talk. I, I try not to talk. Try to get some. No, no, no. I mean, jumping in here. So, what do I um, think about a stock before it has an earnings report? Well, you're doing pulling the musk. Joel's going to sit back, think about what he wants to say for ten seconds. That's good. <laughs> it's allowed it to be done. I don't think enough before I talk, so I just jump right in. No, I mean I it mean, reports here tonight. The stock has went straight up in earnings. So is it priced yeah. to perfection? Maybe, but this is one that is very loved as well. So could this be like one that goes up another 20, 30 bucks on earnings? We've seen it happen. I mean, you know, it is a loved stock. So if they say anything good and if they talk about AI, I don't know Salesforce can well, talk about AI, but help. there's connections yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, yep. I could see this going either way. What's the expected move? Let's take a look there. I'll grab it. Um, one thing that I would say is I do see on the daily uh, kind of a resistance we ran into from April 1st of 22. So that's a 222.15 high. Um, and right now you can see kind of we just went towards 222.14. Um, so seeing that acting as resistance right now on Salesforce, we'll see if it 20 does. Bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Big expected move. Yeah, $20 yeah. over 10% is a big expected move. Wow. I did not think it would be that high. That's a big expected move. Hard to pay that. Yeah, and it's going to be hard. I think one of the things that's going to it's going to determine also is how we maybe end the day, right? Is it another day that we're seeing tech pulling back or do we see some buy the dip action in tech and then we're kind of pushing back towards the close? Um, something that I'll keep an eye out for because if we have another week, week tech day, I'd be scared about this earnings. Uh, but th that's something definitely to keep an eye out for. Uh, any comments on the technicals, Joel? You're on mute. What what it does what the market does today doesn't have any impact on what CRM earnings are going to be or how the street is going to react to those earnings. I mean, if you if you were long this thing going into the print and it hits your target, take your target. If you're looking to buy the dip on this, then pick a level where it could dip to. Um, you know, it's had a it's had a really nice run. You know, you think about oh, well, I'm, I'm you know a lot of these stocks have done well. I'm going to take this into the report. You know, they could have good earnings, 
you know, but lower guidance. It's just so much of a coin flip. So uh, I'll just look at the action today and or the action from yesterday. We'll see people try and do ahead of the report. Uh, keep an eye on on the close. If it can stay green, maybe test yesterday's high. Uh, but it's had it's had a nice run uh, off that low. I mean, Benioff uh, really timed things out at, at the end of 2023 or at the end of 2022. So nice moving it. We'll see how uh, they report after the close. I mean, they're they got AI, but when you don't think of them, they're not like you're really like they're not chip AI. Are you right? They use AI for. They're gonna talk so. it though. That Benioff's a, a a buzzword. He is a good, too. yeah, yep. He's one of those two um, that will drop buzzwords. He's not as afraid to drop buzzwords. I mean, you have CEOs that are very promotional. I would cat, cat, I would categorize Benioff as a promotional CEO. I mean, Musk is a promotional CEO too. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but he will talk his stock. You know, he Did, will say CRM is the best company in the world. We're going to be at, you know, the cornerstone of AI. He's going to say all that stuff. That's going to help because this market takes that stuff at face value. It doesn't look past that. You know, the, 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 the mar- I'll argue with you a little bit. I think the market, if it starts to come off here, um, is a little bit. If we get an AI bubble burst and CRM reports into that, that's not a great news either. Good, so right. there's definitely an impact here. We've had a couple tough days here. But again, just looking today. I mean, this is a tough day for a lot of stocks, but here you are. Microsoft catches an upgrade. Apple was trading green a few minutes ago. Amazon was green. It just is up down a penny. Google, I mean, the same stocks that are leading the charge aren't even selling off much on the rally, uh, on the sell-offs. So, I mean, it's just impressive how strong those stocks really are. Did you see that both Musk and uh, Jamie Dimon are going to China? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. They're going yeah. to see Chi? Yeah, well, I don't know if they're gonna have tea with chi, but uh, tea with yeah, chi? yeah. I mean, that's another thing that could. I mean, if we get nice, nicey, nice with China, I mean, I know that's not that uh, you know those sector. Are, what China about China? Been, uh, it's just a good segue. I mean, here we are breaking down again on Alibaba. I mean, uh, here we are breaking down again. You know, on so many of these Chinese stocks, FXI new fifty-two week low yesterday. Uh, not not 52, I guess the October lows, but new 2023 low yesterday. I mean, this China trade has just been a disaster. Every time these stocks rally, just sellers, just sellers galore on these things. I mean, what turns the narrative? JD.com, new 52-week or new 2023 low yesterday. I have to go back further in my chart. That's actually a new 52-week low for JD.com. That's even further than that. I've got to go to the monthlies on JD.com. That's the lowest it's been since 2020. I mean, we're $100 with 32 bucks here now. What a bear market that China has been. Has China been in the worst, Mitch? What do you think? Has China been in, out of all the markets, you think wow. Japan's making new 30-year highs and Europe's doing well. You know, U.S. tech market is doing well. China has got to be the exact opposite story. So it's not even the tale of two markets in North America here. It's a tale of two markets in the West as well, or, yeah. or you know, East versus West, I guess East they call it, but in, in Asia, because you got Japan and you got China in the exact opposite directions. Yeah, if I look at it by the FXI and I can compare it to that, I, this is prices that you got back 16.9 years ago. So uh, we're talking in 2006 prices. 
uh, that, that you're back down, right? I mean, think about those investors that invested in you know 2008, 2009 that thought they probably got a really good dip. It's right back to them, uh, especially those kind of 08, 09 buyers in China. Yeah. Um, so you could see that on the long-term FXI. Yeah, basically a lost decade for China here. I mean, yeah, does it, ta it takes a narrative to turn it around. We want clarity. I think if they gave clarity that they weren't going into Taiwan, if somehow that came out, they're like, no, we're, we're taking that off the table. I think China stock would have a rally that was never like ever seen before. But investors are worried about it. I'm worried about it. I don't have any Chinese stocks. And the main reason, one, massive underperformance. But two, the main reason is I'm still worried about the Taiwan situation. Yeah, they're even if they don't intend, they're not going to come out and say that. I mean, they're not going. They're not going to say. They're, they yeah. intend. The problem is they intend to go in, and everybody yeah. is pricing that in, and that's why these stocks cannot go up. Yeah, it's a big unknown for sure, and it's something definitely to keep an eye out for. Uh, SoFi Technologies or shares yeah. are trading up today after on the heels of the tentative debt limit agreement. Of course, I did want to mention, I did see a question in the chat. The floor vote is to, expected to be take place today at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So look for kind of overnight headlines definitely to affect the market there. Um, but for this SoFi situation, of course, this would reinstate student loan payments um, and take away student loan forbearance, right? Another thing to keep an eye out for this month, the Supreme Court is expected to decide if Biden's administration plans to forgive up to 20000 is legal. So that should be coming out sometime this month. The news right now is all on student loan forbearance. 650 big level this uh this had to move yesterday it was moving off it and you know usually the the big up opens in this at least off earnings or a fade but what i noticed is there was a lot of volume being thrown around in that one so i wasn't as keen to uh you know to poo poo the rally it had the nice move Oh, you got to be, if you're long this stock, all you got to be thinking about is 650, 654. That was the high on earnings day. That's where it peaked on March 9th, six, uh, 656, and then 660. That's a five-star level for you there, folks. Let's see if they can get it there. Pre-market trading or, yeah, pre-market, you got close there. Uh, oh, you actually got the 652. So there's a nice move. S&Ps, we're just, we're, we're making new lows on the session here. Uh, we are 95 and a quarter. It's been pretty much a, a straight down uh, market here since about, what, quarter to seven or so. So I think a little bit of trepidation here over the, uh, the vote. I mean, if they, if, you know, if they really want to create some chaos in the market. Oh, they voted so down. They vote that down. I don't and, think they don't. I don't think the Dems just have it. So. Well, they're talking about some of the Republicans are talking about ousting uh, McCarthy uh, over this. So uh, things are far from being settled. And we talked about, you know, yesterday, like, what's it going to take for like NVIDIA or some of these big stocks to go down? It's going to it could be, you know, it's going to be something macro. I mean, and don't forget, you got your jobs number on Friday, too. We haven't even, we've been talking AI and everything. We haven't even talked about inflation. We haven't talked about 10 good months of reports in a row. When is there going to be a hiccup in that? I think there's going to be a hiccup on Friday. Yeah. And also, the, the, uh, uh, the comparisons are not going to be comparing from 9%. 
the comparisons are starting to becoming lower month over month. So that's going to make things a little bit different. So maybe, you know, the Matt, you know, we're looking for a catalyst. When's AI going to turn? When's tech going to crack? Maybe it's a macro event that's going to bring this market. And I just wanted to make one other note. Uh, I, I made that call about the high for the year being in. Does it, the fact that it matched the high to huh. the exact tick, do you know that, Dennis, yesterday? We hit the, the high to the exact tick? For, it did it on uh, Sunday and Monday when you were out uh, working on your shed and you wow. were taking, uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. The high in the S&Ps uh, from yesterday, uh, well, trade station hasn't messed up a little bit because there's only one trading day, 43 and a quarter. And that just happened to be your February 2nd high to the tick. Wow. To the exact Double top, tick. Joel found I, it in the future. Yeah. It's by, but it's in the futures. Right, because the futures were open, and then everyone was looking for us to go through that, and you know, off the open, and it failed. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to back off now, but you know, it gave it a good shot yesterday. Just needed one more tick. I, I guess my offer of seven thousand e minis at forty three and a quarter kind of stopped the market. Yeah, in the overnight session, but eight forty eight. Let's see if uh, the trade zero uh, is talking about any of the same stocks we are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is Avis budget yeah. today? I, I need to take a this look at that. This one went under the radar. Yeah, what's going on here? Well, I'm looking it up. Or something? Yeah, it looks like <laughs> we got an upgrade. Deutsche Bank upgrades wow. Avis budget to a buy and raising price wow. target to 263. That's a reach right there, man. What a uh, you know, consolidation period for nice. this stock. Yep. 160 forever. This takes it out. Yeah. I think there's room to 180. There's just bag holders all over it, though. It's hard. These things that are in downtrends are hard to turn around. So I think there's some room, but to to what's the target, Mitch? <laughs> Two sixty three, man. They're definitely not calling for a slowdown in the second <laughs> half if they're making these they, kind of calls on Ava's budget group. What did wow. this guy do? Did he just grab like a dart and throw it at the chart and see where it's it got? Oh, he wants to stand out. Two sixty three, no, man. Now this guy is now he's looking looking. Oh, the support at one sixty. <laughs> the institution stepping up there. Uh, it's been one sixty to one seventy pretty much for the entire month. Uh, your, I'm not going to go with your monthly high. But uh, let's see if the bulls can get this over uh, 170.186. That's two bucks away. If if it gets above there, things open up between 170 and 180. But uh, I don't know. A little bit too much too fast for me. If you bought this thing two days ago in the lower 160 handle, uh, pre-market high right in that area, 170.92. So potential resistance. Four car, uh, Avis budget, and this just kind of goes along with like, well, you know, could, what's the consumer doing? Are they still doing things? Are they still traveling? So, getting it going on the upgrade on 8,200 shares. We'll see what happens there. Let's keep it going. Uh, did you get your SmackDown enough last night? Because it looks like well, WWE is up right now. I don't know why this that's is just up. on a lot. That's an odd lot. So odd lot. it's it's All not right. trading up and it's it's flat. It's ninety seven to one oh six, so just widespread. So there's no what hundred here. Someone Again, this is getting taken this. over. Yeah. So unless you have any trust issues or something there, this WWE trade is just all risk curves now. What about Twilio? 
That's that's that been stock, a bit of a movie. Talk about a dip that was bought. Wow. <laughs> and they haven't stopped buying it yet. I mean, we went yeah. from complete piss to bliss on this thing in about a week. So yeah. 55 down to 45 on the disappointing earnings report. Karen Feinerman, three-day rule, worked on this one because you're buying on day three. You are making money. 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 dollars almost here this morning. Now you're coming into resistance. February highs multiple 65. We did get above it later yep. February, but March, April, all resistance in here. If I was in Twilio, I would sell it right now. <laughs> sell it right now as That's fast as you opinion. could. Uh, your March high is uh, 66, 78. I think you now had another high at 66. Uh, pre-market high right in that area at 66.05. You're a buck and a half off that. So you want to get up to that area. The longer it takes to get up to that area, maybe you get a little bit of a fade. The top of yesterday's range, that's not too far away. Could definitely get that at uh, 63.84. And since you had that dip, this has been up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of eight, eight of nine, nine of ten last sessions for Twilio, T-W-L-O. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, I do see this tech resources up. Uh, don't talk too much about this. So it's getting taken, uh, rumors of a takeover, and somebody just gave okay. them a little bit more, trying to get All more. Right. Not so, too bad there. Uh, so take out rumors maybe there on tech. Yes. Keep your eyes to see if it keeps moving. Any levels you want to give there quickly, Joel? Joel, I mean, it came down, tempted the fill. I mean, with these kind of rumor things, uh, it's old. People who ever thought this was getting taken over at 48, they were dead wrong. You've already backed two bucks off the pre-market, over $2.30 off the pre-market high. Let's just do a reset and your three-day high. Let's see what happens if 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 it gets up to 4031, that's actually your four-day high for tech resources. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Microsoft Con upgrade, which is why it's up here. It, it was a it was a price target raise. That oh, was price target not an upgrade. Yep. Price, yep. Target raise? price target yeah, raise. Yeah, price target. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that one? Let's look at Microsoft. Red Power yesterday, new high of the move. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's overextended. I mean, I mean, we need a pullback in some of these. I'd games. sell into this one. I'd sell into this one. Just with that, because I'm looking at the S&Ps down 20 handles and I don't know, maintain. Nice. Move. Maybe this leads us out here again. Yeah. I mean, hardly sold off yesterday. The strength in these names is nothing short of incredible here. So story is still hot. Tough to fade, man. Tough to fade indeed. Now, of course, uh, let's check the net change down and see what I see here. Ooh. And you do see advanced auto parts. Of course, we've talked already about that. O'Reilly showing up also at the top there. So it seems to me like this is an industry-wide move also. AZO kind of led the move. Now you're getting O'Reilly. You're getting AZO lower. You're getting advanced auto parts lower. Watch out with those types of stocks. Amberella, we've mentioned. AVGO, we've mentioned already. Lamb Research turning around a little bit on a pullback. We know Profit the tech's... taking. These are big moves here. That AVGO move was crazy yesterday, and I kind of want to show the chart of this because we talked about it, you know, a 100-point move being like such an outlier event on the pre-market show. Then it did another 100-point I didn't. I did not see that. It did it... another 100-point move. Yeah. So it, went, it opened around 820. And then quickly ran to 920. This is a lower beta name. Oh, I've man. never seen this happen in a stock. You called it a lower beta name. I yes. almost could 
like I can't promise anything, but I, I I would bet that this has never had this big of a two-day move in the stock's history. Maybe never. So that just got to silly town. Like, I don't know what they did. I don't know what happened. That it goes up another 100 points. I don't even know if I had a headline yesterday. And then it gives it all back. So it's literally now 120 points off the highs. You're talking about the stock in a technical correction. I mean, here I just made a new all-time high yesterday. And now it's all of a sudden a correction because 12% off the highs. And now it's down another 10 bucks here too. I can't even understand what is going on with some of these moves here. Some of these how could you try? Moves. How could you buy the dip in? This there? is all algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Just all algorithmic action going crazy. You get destroyed in this, even if you had ten shares. I think. I think you. Your next daily. Uh, your next daily low is seven forty. Uh, seven forty seven oh two. You find uh, buyers it, there. Yeah, you find buyers there. Uh, you know, with the size of the move that happening yesterday, what I would focus on is that close from Friday at eight twelve seventy three. Uh, so if you're looking, you know, if you can take off the blinkers and say, "What? I didn't sell this at nine hundred or nine oh five or nine ten. You just got to take a deep breath and you got to say, "Okay, the best mark I have on my sheets is eight twelve seventy three. And uh, I'd be a, a natural seller there. I think you'll find sellers if you get up to that area. Let's see if we can improve on that close. But Harlan I did Pion, not see Sell that. your peanuts wow. while the circus is in town. The circus was fully in town on ABGO yesterday morning. That's just silly. A stock that literally moved from 600 to 700. It took two months for it to move from 600 to 700. In two days, move from 700 to 900. You sell. And when your stock starts going upside capitulation where it's just the candles are just ridiculous. You, t you In those situations, normally, you'll always look back and say, why didn't I sell? Okay. So, I mean, it's not always the case, but in most cases here. So I think, you know, the selling opportunity was yesterday here. Now you've got bag holders from yesterday, but, you know, there ain't, there's still bullish people here too. Mm -hmm. I think you find support in the mid-700s. All right, team. Like always, you guys can check out the expansive short inventory from Trade Zero. Check it out, team. Um, they are a partnership with us. I'm going to go ahead and put the disclaimer. Take a look into the market. What are we seeing, Joel? Uh, we're just we're, we're drifting lower. I we mean, are. that's it. It's just been a steady leak uh, since I uh, got to my desk here about 630. And it's just been been straight down, continuing to make new lows on the pre-market session. I got nothing for you. If uh, if I have to go to a Globex low, it's way back from Friday at uh, 4146. I don't think we're going to see that. If I go to the inner day low from last week uh, or last Friday, it's 4165. That's another 35 handles away. So uh, coming back on the upside here, I don't know. Now you got to think about a battle for 4,200. We did spend uh, a couple days um, in there. So uh, that's it. That's a, I wish I could give you a better area of support. Keep an eye um, on your leaders. But uh, a lot of times you get this little sympathetic you know, off the 830 or 930 open. You get a little pop. Let's see if you can do that. Keeping an eye on the pre-market low, wherever that happens to be. Uh, I'm going to cover some retail stocks with uh, Tom Nickage of uh, Wedbush. And uh, what a what a two, uh, some good reports and bad reports. So uh, great show today, guys. And I'll be back with you later on. All right. Joel's out of here. We're going to start wrapping it up here. Any yeah. last comments, Dennis? Um, just 
expect you know rotation here again so as much as you know you're seeing some stocks are weak while consumer staples are looking a little healthier here today in the green here this morning i've got consumer staples i've got some healthcare stocks starting to go to the green here so we know those have been moving opposite like yesterday was the trade you know we had a lot of opportunities there were some of those consumer staples open flat and then they got hurt even more procter gamble's down another two dollars yesterday so there's opportunities now again remember opposite market so those are moving opposite to the market right now those could actually show some strength here today if the market continues overall weakness here but i just think that the overall market if we're looking at iwm and looking at you know those nine sectors and not looking at those other three sectors which are dominated by technology i think it's telling us we got a slowdown coming and i mean the second thing is what's the cpi number going to look like on friday they didn't seem to care um you know when we got the inflation data last week do they care this friday if the cpi is hot i think they'll care more so i do think you may actually see an uptick in inflation on friday and that's not good for stocks either so i think i'm like i think some of the profit taking is not a bad idea you know we've especially like when avgo went up 200 bucks so i think we just need to look you know at the overall situation where there's been a huge ridiculous rally in tech maybe some profit taking there is in store and the opposite is true here for a lot of these other stocks. Like, you know, part of me thinks, oh, maybe some of these dips, you know, and like the Johnson and Johnsons and stuff are buying opportunities. You know, Giant J approaching 150. Do you get another shot at 150 past the asbestos? Maybe. Maybe it's a chance to get diversified again. But, you know, diversified has not worked in 2023. If you're fully diversified, you're not doing very well. If you're fully in technology, you're doing very well. So, I don't know if that market continues, but I can tell you AI is not going away. I agree. And I, I think that's what we need to be looking at. If we look at what happened last year, it was a lot of concentration into the winners. And uh, this year, it seems like it's also a concentration into the winners. Um, so with that being said, be careful with rotation. It has been wicked. We've seen it from defenses, basic materials, healthcare. Um, the interesting part will be if cyclicals start to actually make an up move. Um, I feel like they've been hanging around. This is an equally weighted outlook. You see how they're just kind of hanging in there. I think they're even looking to see what happens uh, in the tech space. Because, of course, if the market could keep driving higher, I think these high beta names will turn around and maybe make a little bit of an up move. But keep a watch, right? We'll see what happens. All right. I think we start thinking about 50% retracements of the recent moves. Like, I mean, AMD, which I stayed long. Yeah. Do you think like, you get another shot at this at 110? I, I, if I wasn't long it, I'd probably be buying it there. I mean, I think, you know, on the pullbacks here, like Micron's giving you a big pullback here today. Do you get the shot down here at 67s today? 65, I don't know if you get that shot, but if it came back down there, you know, 75 to 65 in a couple of days, be an impressive move. Maybe, maybe you're looking at those stocks on the dips. If you think the AI story continues, I mean, these are the stocks that maybe outperform during a recession and they outperform if we don't go into recession, if that AI story continues. So I think I'm looking for tech stocks on depths, not much else. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Have a good one, Dennis. You guys can keep up with Triple D Trader on Twitter, like always, and keep up with us. We got a lot more for you guys right here on Benzinga. Don't miss it. We got live trading coming up next. Keeping the moo moo going, not bad. I uh, got to say, uh, my small account challenge for the month of May, not a bad position there, 13.84%. I'll take that for the month and look to continue pushing forward in our small account challenge. If you guys want to check that out, that's on live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Stick right here 
And of course, we'll have all access today. We'll have start swing trade. Guys, smash the like. Let's keep it going. And let's see what I can get into today. We'll be right back. 